0: gives light and levity to infertility and different pathways to parenthood. Hosted by infertility sleuth, Millie Brooks. Ah, That's me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Dive in. The water is warm. This is episode 53. And today we are talking with Alexandra Slate, all about her experience of transporting embryos from clinic to clinic. You probably know Alex from the Fab Fertility Podcast with Blair Nelson. She co-hosts the Fertility Fuck It Friday series with Blair, which comes out every Friday. So Alex is jumping on our pod for today um, and is here to share her story along with the logistics of moving your embryos. Let's be honest, it's relatively common for people to switch clinics throughout their journey, um, which is what I did throughout my IVF journey. So I really wanted to dive deep into what that process looks like. So Alex is here to share her embryo traveling tales. Before we dive into our conversation with the lovely Alex, um, if you're a fan of the podcast, please take sixty seconds to rate, review, and subscribe to me, myself, and Millie on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show to grow and reach a bigger audience. And it also makes my heart melt hearing how much you're enjoying the pod. So give us a five-star rating today and make all my Midwestern dreams come true. Okay? Thanks, guys. Alex, welcome to the show. It's such a
1: treat to have you on the air. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am um, overly excited to be here.
0: <laughs> oh, this is the highlight of my week, girlfriend. Um, well, let's just start off with you telling folks a little bit about who you are, where you live, and what you do.
1: Sure. So um, so I live in Toronto, Ontario, which is in Canada. Um, so that's, you know, a little bit different with the whole dealing with fertility clinics and things like that. So just so everybody has that in their minds. Um I started this terrible infertility expedition um about five years ago when my husband and I started trying to have a baby. Um, we I like surprisingly immediately got pregnant. And I was like, oh, I thought this was going to take forever because we started when I was just before I turned 35. I was like, this is going to take forever. I sort of had it in my mind that it was going to take a long time. So getting pregnant right away was kind of a shock. Um, but then we unfortunately miscarried right away. Um, and for me, I sort of thought at that time, okay, like one miscarriage. Like, I know a lot of people have had one miscarriage. We'll try again. This is going to be a non-issue. Of course, I was upset and sad and all of the things. But um, so we tried again and again, easily got pregnant. Um, I was pregnant longer this time and uh, really thought it was, you know, going to stick around. And then I miscarried again around eight weeks. Um, so that was sort of like, okay, this is going to be a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. So the second
0: time you got pregnant was also the second time you had a miscarriage.
1: That's right. That's hard. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so it just sort of seemed to be continuing on like this. Um, and we, we seeked help with uh, a fertility clinic Um, and of course as soon as we started at this fertility clinic we couldn't get pregnant so they were sort of there to be like okay well you're you're not being able to sustain these pregnancies so let's give you something after you get pregnant you know we have all of these things sort of set in place and then we couldn't get pregnant so I was like oh (laughs) this fertility clinic has cursed me I've come for help and now it's made it for <laughs> the us. problem. <laughs> They're the problem. <laughs> and at that point there was, there was no one had figured out anything. There was nothing wrong. I, you know, we passed all of our tests with flying colors and um, so it was just about getting pregnant again. Anyway, about a year later, we did get pregnant again, naturally miscarried that time switched clinics Did a round of IVF, finally. We were still having trouble getting pregnant at this point. It was like months and years in between pregnancies.
0: And so how many years after you started trying, did you start IVF? What year are we in right now? Three or two?
1: We're at year three, I think. Three for for doing our first IVF um because it was hard it took a long time to get there because we were getting pregnant so like mentally i think that was a really hard step to take to be like okay now we're not getting pregnant but we're still kind of getting pregnant once in a while but it's really not it's very occasional <laughs> like we have to do something
0: yes yes
1: so then we did this round of ivf we only got two two little frozen embryos and i was too afraid to use them. And I said to my doctor, can we just try some medicated cycles? Because we hadn't done any medicated cycles at that time. Medicated IUI. Mm. So we did one round of IUI medicated and then it didn't work. And we did a second round of IUI medicated and it worked. And then I was pregnant for about 10 weeks and we went in for our graduation day from the clinic and our ultrasound showed no heartbeat at that final you know your final appointment at your clinic oh alex worst it was the worst um so uh, at that point that was that was terrible we ha- i had to have a dnc in canada things are a little bit different with going through those processes because how although we have Great healthcare, it also means we have great long lines for things oh. because it's accessible to everyone. Yes. So anyway, I had to seek out a different way of of getting this DNC done quickly because I didn't want to wait. Um, it's pretty traumatic, you know, to have to wait through all of that and and uh put more time onto that clock of of being like, oh, I'm just gonna like
0: Yeah. I mean, especially when you are at the point where you're ready to graduate, you're like, okay, we are, we're, we're, we're riding this wave. And then it just gets like, like comes to a screeching halt, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, I had my midwife appointment the next day because I was like, okay, I'm graduating. So I'll go. Now I have to switch over. And then that had to get like it was just it it was such a terrible experience. Um and at that point I was like done. I was like, okay, we're done. Like I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Like we have to figure something else out. Either we're finding a surrogate or we're not having children this way. Maybe we're adopting like I can't do this to my body anymore. Mm -hmm. Um at some point about six months later, I was like, you know what, I can, I think I can do this again. Um, I ended up having a chemical pregnancy at some point, uh, right after that. And then we haven't been able to get pregnant again. So we're sort of at a point we just finished a second round of IVF, um, because our first embryos were not tested uh, PGTA tested genetically tested. Um, So we figured instead of just spending the money to have those two tested, let's do another round of IVF, which we probably need. Um, because the statistics of genetic testing is like 50%. Um, so I didn't want to be left with one embryo. So we wanted to add to that. So we've just finished another IVF. We got two embryos from that. So we have four embryos total that have now been sent off for genetic testing and we have yet to hear the results of that. So that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: And so you, you sent four embryos off to be tested um, and, and you're waiting to hear back on those results. Those should come back in a week or so, or two weeks. It's It's, two weeks from when you sent them off. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, so it's two to three weeks wait, um, which I guess they got sent off last week. So yeah, I'm still waiting. (laughs) It's a terrible wait. Got it. That is
0: a, that is a, yeah, that is worse than the two week wait. That is the three week wait.
1: It is absolutely the worst.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So, um, well, sidebar. You live in Ontario, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I have a little familiarity with Canada. My my dad grew up in Copper Cliff, which I don't know if you know where that is. Oh, where is where is Copper Cliff? I I think it's near. I think it's near Sudbury. Oh, it's that a, makes sense. It's yeah, a small, that's a place. <laughs> it's a small little like italian I, I can just already feel the comments it's over here it's not near sudbury it's a they're like yelling at us as they're listening to this episode um right. <laughs> but all the, I, canadians, getting all in the canadians are like no they'll, just, they'll be sorry for it though they'll get enraged <laughs> and they'll be very sorry yeah, Coppercliff needs to get on the map, guys. There you go. Um, it's not my fault. Um, but anyways, he grew up there. And I have cousins in Canada and um and then growing up in Detroit, I would always go to Windsor to party yeah, like there's no tomorrow. Um, but talk to me about the Canadian healthcare system. Did they cover both of your rounds of IVF?
1: No. So um, in Ontario, specifically, um, we get one. I'm I'm going to put it in quotations. Free round of IVF because it's. It's free in the sense that your actual treatment of the IVF, like the procedure, is paid for. However, your medications are not paid for, any extras, um, if you're doing ICSI, if you're doing um, like an embryoscope or spindle view, all these like extra add-ons that you can do for your embryos and for your, or like genetic testing, none of those are included. So basically, it's like a, you're probably saving about $7,000 Canadian um, on that first round, which is a good amount of money to be saving, Um, but it is not how people think that it is. A free round of IVF sounds great. And then you go, oh, how did I have to spend like almost $10,000 for this free round of IVF? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So that's why I put it in quotation. It's
0: funny how they trick you there. They really throw you for a loop.
1: Certainly, they do. They really do.
0: Well, and so tell us a little bit about why you decided to transport your embryos to a different clinic. Did I get that correct? Like you you, Yeah. Okay. Yes. Talk to let's unpack that. I did.
1: Yeah. So first of all, if anyone is in Toronto and doing wanting to go to a fertility clinic, you should talk to me because I've been to four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. I, the, I, had this, I had this image of a pub crawl and you just like doing <laughs> a fertility pub crawl. Okay, guys. Next up.
1: Come on. Come on. Next up, we're gonna go over here. Hey, Doctor So and So over here, <laughs> and this is how they do their cycle monitoring at this location. <laughs> okay, I oh, love it. I love okay, it.
0: Talk to me about that.
1: So, yeah. So I obviously my my first clinic that I'd gone to was like our first ever clinic. I had no idea what these clinics were about. What um what I should expect. Um, but then after a little while of being there, I realized their clinic and lab, I, I did enjoy the doctor that I was with, but the, everything about them was extremely disorganized. They were a brand new clinic. There was a time where they called me and gave me incorrect pregnancy test results where they no. told me I wasn't pregnant. Absolutely. No. This is why I test at home all the no. time. Yeah. That's something you don't want to fuck up. No, it was terrible. So I had a very low HCG. It was like nine, but that's still pregnant. Like you don't tell someone they're not pregnant when their HCG level is an HCG level. So yeah, they said to me on the call, she was like, I was like, that's funny that you're telling me it's negative because I just tested this morning. And like, I'm pretty sure that I am. She was like, "Let me go and, and check." So she called me back and was like, "Well, the we needed to recalibrate our system, and you, it's good that you tested because you absolutely are." And I was like, "Recalibrate a system? I feel like that's your way of hiding human error." Oh my god! <laughs> like, what kind of system are you recalibrating for your pregnancy tests? <laughs> Yeah, right. So okay. I, I kind yeah. of didn't feel comfortable being there anymore. Because um, if they're messing that up, what else are they messing up? Where are my samples of things going? I was just like, I can't I can't actually wrap my head around the disorganization here. Um, and when I did leave and I got all my medical files from them, there was like other men's sperm analyses within my medical file. So I was like, yep pretty glad I've left. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay.
1: So you left that clinic. Yeah. So I left that clinic and went to a new clinic and did my first IVF. Um, the, the issue with that clinic is that I, I did like my doctor. Um, I, I did like the clinic I just felt like my doctor was a bit of a dinosaur, and not willing to do some added extras that I was hoping for. With having recurrent pregnancy loss, um, he was not willing to sort of add in things like um, uh, like steroids for helping sustain a pregnancy um, after becoming pregnant, um, but he was willing to sort of add in blood thinners. And then I, I did a consult at another location and this doctor was only willing to add in the steroids, but not the blood thinners. And I was like, okay, this is insane. I've, I've now been at three clinics and no one is really giving me what I want here. And finally was referred to uh, the clinic that I'm currently at uh, which is called Create, and they're wonderful, um, and I love them. Um, and the only issue is that my embryos were at my other clinic.
0: Okay, and the other clinic that they were at, they were at, they were at the Dinosaur Clinic, or no? They were at the
1: Dinosaur Clinic. Yeah, at the Dinosaur Clinic. Okay. So then I. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to look into this because if I want to do another IVF at this new clinic and then batch these embryos all together, I need these embryos that I already have over at the new clinic. So, how do I do this? (laughs) Um, So, my new clinic was great. They were like, no problem. All you have to do is call your other clinic. They'll probably have you have a third party who ships them. And then we just all connect and make a day that works for all three clinics. So I was like, perfect. This sounds great. So I called a shipping company. Shipping company is going to be almost $200 to ship them. If I wanted to add insurance to that, I had to pay an extra $100. And who doesn't want insurance? I was like, okay. I, and, and for 100 bucks, yes. Yeah, I agree. So I was like, absolutely, I'm adding insurance. I think it added like $25,000 of insurance to them. Like, so if, any- if anything happened, I would have at least had money to do another IVF, which, you know, was not <laughs> what I wanted to do. Right. But it was better than nothing. Exactly. Um. So what they end up doing is they take a container, like a shipping container, Um. I guess that's suitable for having all of the what is it, nitrous gas, I guess, all of the proper things in it. And they, so they bring that to the first clinic, but I have to tell my first clinic, my old clinic, my dinosaur clinic, um, when that's going to happen and, what, and what, what's going on. So, So I call them and I let them know, they say, look, I'm, I'm going somewhere new where we just need our embryos transferred over, uh, whatever, whatever. They send me some papers and then they add on not, this wasn't in any of the papers. This was just a, a verbal, verbally communicated to me that they have a $400 fee administrative fee just to remove my embryos from their clinic. So, oh my gosh! Right, and I I get it. Like once we've been through all of this, four hundred dollars seems like a drop in the hat because you're spending so much damn money all <laughs> over the place. But I, and I sort of said to them, I was like, okay, sure, and like read over these files and all these forms I had to sign. And while I was doing that, I kind of thought about it and was like, I'm really confused about why I'm being charged $400 as an administrative fee when the process of everything is, the shipper is already doing all of this. That's cheaper. Right, like right. That,
0: that. That thing is, th- like the $200 shipping fee plus $100 insurance is cheaper than the administration fee. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Right. So I was like, this just doesn't, this just seems like a weird money grab. And I don't like, I don't like how I'm feeling about it. And I also didn't like the fact that I felt like I was being extorted. Like, hey, we're going to hold on to your embryos and hold them hostage unless you give me $400. And I was like, this, this is gross. Like, I don't like how I feel about this. If they had been like, you know, it's a $50 administrative fee or like, Something like reasonably priced, I probably would have just paid it and not thought twice about it. Like, oh, sure, like you're having to do some emails back and forth, and the embryologist has to pull two little straws out of a thing and put it into a shipping container. Like, okay, like that makes sense. But the amount of work, and I was thinking about it, and the amount of work that they were going to have to do would maybe be 30 minutes of work, tops. And I'm thinking, okay, so then that means they're charging me $800 an hour, (laughs) which is an unreasonable amount of money.
0: (laughs) And I just couldn't. I was like, I love that you've calculated this. Like, they're, okay, they're charging me $800 an hour. That means they're getting this much a day, this much annually. I
1: love it. Absolutely. And, for me, sure. I could have paid. The thing is, I could have paid the $400 and I probably wouldn't have thought about it again. And, it, you know, whatever. It, it wouldn't have made me suffer terribly. My bank account would have hurt for a few months and then it would have been fine, right? Like it's, it wasn't about that. It was about the fact that there are other people who are doing this and just paying this. And I don't think that it's okay. And I don't think it's okay to charge people for things that they never agreed to. So I had never agreed to this fee. This wasn't something that I signed off on before. I checked through all of my, you know, all of my IVF consents, everything, and there was nothing in there. And I was like, well, then, oh, I'm not sure why you expect me to pay this. And they were like, well, it's like, you know, it's an admin fee. We have to bring two embryologists on to be able to even do this. And I was like, well, don't you have two embryologists, two embryologists in the clinic at all times anyway? Like (laughs) this isn't an extra, you're already paying them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I, I obviously got put further and further up on the complaint list of like talking to people higher and higher up in the clinic. So at some point I was speaking to, I guess the office coordinator, or I actually, I think she might've been, um, not the vice president, but like, oh, she was the, the, the CEO, I guess, or the CFO or someone, someone higher in the top. So I got pretty high. Wow. Okay. And I was talking to this woman and I was just like, you know, I just don't, I just don't understand. Like if you, I just would like to understand like why why you would want me to pay this. And if you think that that's okay. Um, and I said to her, I said, I said, I'm, what I want to know is, do you think that this is an ethically normal charge for, you know, giving me back my personal genetic property? And she said, well, we've been doing it for 20 years. So obviously, <gasps> <laughs> and my- Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, no, you've dug yourself into a hole, lady. And oh, I was my like, gosh. They're... Do not even give
0: me that narrative of, like, we've no. been doing it for this long, so it's
1: right. Please. And I said to her, there are a lot of things that people have been doing in the world for longer than 20 years, and they are not right. <laughs> yeah, Alex. <Separated> by, she <laughs> she said, "I'm gonna have gum. to escalate this. Call you back." <laughs> Wait, she you're gonna um, she's gonna have to
0: escalate it, meaning she's gonna have to now send you off to somebody else higher
1: up. Yeah, is is sort of what 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 I assumed. What ended up happening is uh, about three or four days later, she called me back uh, with other people in the room with her. Um, I don't know who was in the room with her exactly. Um, but she said, we've, we had to discuss this, this issue with the entire team. Nobody is very happy with this. And I was like, come on, like, do you think I care that people aren't happy that they're not getting $400? Like this this is fine. That's fine. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you've made That's teresa right. not happy. everybody's crying right <laughs>
1: you're, you're very mean um and she said you know everyone's very upset we've we've never we've never had an issue with this in the past which is bull because I know of people who have complained to the same clinic about the same thing. No. So I know that like firsthand, but I didn't say anything. I didn't care. And she was like, and I need you to know that we're going to do this for you, but we we'll, we're not doing it. This is not a normal thing. And this won't be done for anyone else. And I was like, Oh, that's unfortunate, but that's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like it's, It's unfortunate you're not going to do this for other people because you should, but that's fine. Um, I appreciate your time. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So how much did they end up charging you for it? Was it a discount or was it? Zero. (gasps) Zero. (gasps) Alex. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful.
1: Yeah. You got to teach like a webinar on that shit. I, you know, what's funny is I. I spoke to a friend of mine before having the conversation with this woman, uh, who's a lawyer. And I said, what, what do I say to this person? Like, none of this seems ethically, morally, um, like there's nothing about this that seems okay to me. And she was like, well, don't say a lot and don't say a lot about your feelings. Just ask them why. And continue to say, I never agreed to this. So that was kind of what I did. And I obviously, you can hear me, I will talk about things forever and ever and ever. And it was some of the best advice I'd gotten to just not say very much and let them let her dig herself into that hole. Mm, That's a good trick. Because if I start talking about my feelings, yeah, if you start talking about your feelings, then you're not talking about legalities and ethics and things like that you're talking about feelings which don't really come into play when it comes to money right um so i just zipped it and said very little and just continued to say well i'm just i'm i'm just trying to understand this um can you explain more to me so i just kept having her talk and it worked very well in my favor wow so it's a good tip for people when they're when they're arguing. I love that. I
0: love that. So, yeah. Okay. So they had decided to the dinosaur clinic decided to transport your embryos with no administration fee. Um, That's correct. Take us from there.
1: So, um, so what ends up happening is that the dinosaur clinic and the new clinic and the shipper all have each other's emails And they just agree on a day, um, for when the actual container is going to be sent to the dinosaur clinic. So they agree on that day. I thought what that meant was that they will ship them that day, which is not necessarily the case Mm. that can happen. But I was like, okay, no one has like Called me to like let me know that everything made it okay. This is like seems so odd. Like you know, I order from Amazon and like they tell me immediately when something is shipped, and I'm not getting <laughs> anything <crazy people>. Yeah, <laughs> these are my
0: embryos. Right, um, right. No confirmation number.
1: Like yeah, yeah. Like nothing like that. There's and there's such a small little company these shipping companies because. This is what they specialize in. They specialize in like shipping sort of medical um, property and all these types of things. So it's not like they're doing. They're not like an Amazon. <laughs> they're,
0: not, right. they're not
1: having to do things like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I called and they were like, "Oh no, we've we've sent off the container, but nothing has been shipped yet. It should be shipped this day." Um. And so I, I did, I, I had to do a lot of following up, uh, to make sure that everything got there. And I kept sort of trying to remind myself that no news is good news. <laughs> yes, Um, because I knew that if something went wrong, I would get a call. Um, there's no way that you wouldn't get a call if something went wrong. Cause then your insurance has, then, then you'd have to deal with all kinds of stuff. So I did end up finding out it, it was about a three day wait. Um, where I think the dinosaur clinic was taking their sweet time. Oh,
0: yeah! Oh, yeah, they were still crying over having to like deal with you. Everyone was so upset about it, they had to talk (laughs) to the whole team. The maintenance guy was even appalled. God, the elevator operator. <laughs> yeah,
1: they were all, we've all been
0: very upset.
1: Everyone, everyone was upset. All the other embryos were upset with my embryo. It was a whole thing. Um, but they got there and they made it. Um, and the greatest news is that they were able to be thawed, biopsied and refrozen and they were okay. So that that in itself is also a scary um, procedure for them to go through once they're shipped um, because you can thaw them and the biopsy may just, it, just, they may not work, they may not thaw properly, They the biopsy may be too much for them, they may be very weak, but they were okay. So now we have these little frozen guys pre-frozen guys who have now been frozen again, back in, back frozen in time. They had a little breather and now they're frozen back in time and and these two new ones that were biopsied and frozen. So our fingers are crossed that we get some of them back genetically normal, but, you know, it's a, it's a big gamble with all of this stuff as, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So,
0: what was the what was the total mileage from
1: clinic to clinic that they had to travel? So that's the funny thing. They're on the same street. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god!
0: Oh my god, Alex, that's incredible. maybe
1: Maybe three blocks. No, no, no way. No way. So I had a plan, but I couldn't make it work. Apparently you can sometimes find places that will rent you the shipping containers and you can do it yourself, but I couldn't figure it all out. And at some point I was just like, I don't want to do this. But my whole plan was like, I'm going to rent a container I'm gonna get. I'm gonna borrow a stroller, and I'm gonna walk my babies to their new clinic. <laughs> oh yes, yes. You know, just just a day with yes. your tiny little frozen children. <laughs> you know, that is we, so we don't good. we don't all get the chance. <laughs> we don't all get the chance
0: to walk our frozen yeah. M babies around. Oh, that's so good. Because I have heard that before. Yeah. I've heard that of people being like, oh, you're actually going to be responsible for transporting them. Here's the container. Right. Take it. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Do whatever you need to do. So I just couldn't figure out. I think like mentally after dealing with all of that, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm just going to pay this shipping company and they can do all of the stuff. Um, and their fees, their fees were reasonable for, for the job that they were doing. Right. (laughs) However, they did only have to go three three blocks. So maybe they should have cut me a deal. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh. I'm just going back to our fertility pub crawl again. And um right. the idea that you could even take your frozen embryos with you on the pub crawl. You could if you wanted to. You could.
1: And you know what? You could still be drinking. Yeah. <laughs> because they're just and it frozen embryos. Them. It wouldn't affect them. Right. <laughs> it's a perfect time.
0: It's a great time. Um Anything you wish you knew before
1: starting all of this? It's a good question. Um, I guess like s- similarly on topic of changing clinics is I wish I had interviewed more doctors, like that I had done consults with more than one doctor and more than one clinic because I think I could have started out at a better clinic and on a better foot than I did early on. Yeah. Um I know, I know that in the U S it's different because you have to pay for all of those consults for us, that would be free in Canada. Like you could, it would be a lot of time in between, like I was talking about all these wait times. So you'd probably have to like book them all. And then you might have like a three month wait to see all of all the people. But I think that it's, it's worth it. It's something that you should do is not just see a doctor and start with that doctor.
0: Yeah, that was some of the best advice that I ever got early on. Was get a second, third, and even fourth opinion um, on this stuff. And when I, when when we were at we were at one clinic doing our IUI, and we weren't really happy with that clinic, um, and we we kind of felt like we were just I like cattle, you know, fertility cattle. Yeah. You know, bring them in, ship them out, do this to them. You know, there was just no individual, um, personalized treatment. And when we decided that we were going to make the leap to IVF, we did do a ton of like consults, talk with other people, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I did go to a, doctor who was kind of a dinosaur. He was like on the verge of, um, retirement. I was like, oh God, this guy's going to retire any right. day now. And so like, why would I <laughs> mid want IVF? To- yeah. Mid IVF. I'm out, you know, like yeah, I <laughs> see ya, see ya. I'm done. Like, I didn't want to get into that. You know, like I didn't want to get into the idea of like, he's not going to be around to help us build our whole family. So I want to stay with somebody who can be there the whole time, you know? Um, So I totally, I totally relate to, and I just want to echo the, you know, get the consults no matter how much time it takes, you know? It's really, yeah. and right now Agreed. the consults, even in the U S are, are relatively cheap because everybody's doing telehealth oh, right now. Good. So, right. It, it's relatively, it, it, you know, it de- definitely adds up. I'm not trying to diminish, you know, the financial hardship that this stuff brings, but it's so worth it mm-hmm. in the long run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I mean, it was so from, you know, first clinic to fourth clinic, I've gone from, you know, doctors that I respected and were very good, but now I'm with a doctor who I feel a closeness with. And I feel like he actually cares about me personally and my personal journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I think that also helps your mental state too, you know,
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel like I'm going into these treatments like and like a friend is going to be looking after me instead of like, you know, some doctor who doesn't really care who I am and they do a good job. But like, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like my doctor is like, oh, okay, like it's Alex. Alex is here. Like, I I know exactly who this is. I know whose vagina I'm looking in. (laughs) <laughs> no. Exactly. Like at that first clinic
0: that I was at, I felt like he was having to look at his computer to remember my name. You know, like, right. oh, God, yeah. like this is not. Yeah. What
1: is this about? I was going to say, I think the ultimate is that it's very important to be able to have a doctor who can put a face to a vagina. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! As in,
1: as in, face to a name, not as is in. Is that, that your line?
0: I love that line.
1: Oh, we need yeah. that on a shirt. I, have, I don't know if I've used it before, but it it would be a good shirt.
0: Oh my god, that shirt. is so good. Um, so what makes your blood boil about infertility?
1: Oh, oh my gosh, so many things. Um, I think. One of the things recently that has really just upset me and that I think that people don't really realize that they're doing, um, is whenever I've told people, especially this round, when I've told people that I'm doing IVF because I feel like i I've been more open with people in my life uh, at this point, be just because of everything that I've done already is that the response that I get from that is that's so exciting or congratulations. Um, when really it should be, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it's yeah. It, so that has been something that I think that more people need to understand is that it IVF is not exciting. I mean, it can be for some people. Um, and And I get that for some people, maybe that is exciting for them personally, but it shouldn't be, it's still a treatment. Like it's a procedure. It's not, um, it's not a, it's not really a choice. Like I, I know that it's like people would look at it as an elective, but that is not going to be the case forever. Mm -hmm. Um, things are going to change. I think women's health needs to change extensively in the future. you know, I mean, the fact that our, our benefits cover Viagra and the birth control pill, but don't cover IVF medication is a joke. Um, so women are just not looked at as this being like a real medical issue. Um, and that it's like someone's choice to do IVF. It's not really my choice. It's my only option. Totally, yeah. Totally, I, I definitely have
0: a problem with the congratulations line, um, yeah, because that that is like, whoa! You don't understand. Mm -hmm. You don't understand the process, you know. Right. I tend to, and and this is maybe giving me food for thought, but I tend to like the excited line because it. It caters to the idea that there's possibilities and there's options. Right. Um, and I like that. Right. I like feeling like there's plans and there's options and there's resorts that I can go to. Um, and I had one friend when early on, um, that when I told them that I was doing IVF, she did say, I. she said, I'm so sorry, but she said it like this.
1: Oh,
0: I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I <Like>, get <laughs> that's like the over like overly I am, sympathetic.
0: Yeah, overly sympathetic. That it was like, oh well, I don't know if it's that sad, you know? Like, <laughs> right? I mean, they right. had started it's like it a yet. happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, you know, everybody's different. And it's so hard to know the exactly the right words to, to offer people at any given moment.
1: You know, it's a very personal thing. And I think that if, if anyone is looking for an appropriate response to someone saying, I'm doing IVF, you could always say, how do you feel about that?
0: No, you could that's always
1: a great one. Right. You can always just ask someone how they feel about it, because, I mean, you know, you could find a 16 year old who gets pregnant. And do you say, I'm so sorry, or do you say congratulations? (laughs) Right? I mean, there's a lot of these there's a lot of these things that. For some people can be congratulatory and for some people can oh be devastating. Like what if what if
0: you knew somebody who was 16 got pregnant and you're like, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> like that would not right. feel like the right response.
1: But that 16 year old might be super excited. You just right. don't know. So you just don't know how to respond. If you don't know how to respond to something, I think the best thing is just to ask someone how they're feeling. Um, because then you know the proper response to give. Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, so how can people find you and connect with you? I know you also sell um, infertility warrior cloth masks. Tell us about
1: like how um, we
0: can purchase those and everything.
1: I do. So I sadly, I think currently I'm out of pineapple fabric. Millie may have bought one of the last ones. <laughs> um, but I do have a lot, Sorry, a lot guys. of other options. Um, if you, the best way to find me and to find my or to find what else I'm up to and follow my journey is to follow me at Rockaby Maybe on Instagram.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. thanks so much, Alex. This has been a hoot and a holler and, um, it has. I've, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks for coming on today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, We'll talk soon. Okay, see you later. Bye.